Welcome to Music with a Mission, where our purpose is to perpetuate and promote the Christian and positive idea through the medium of music and other arts. Join us for Music with a Mission's Open Forum. TSC Music Radio's Music with a Mission. I'm Derek Davis. Always glad to have you with us. Today promises to be a very interesting show as we cut up a few topics of interest pertaining to music, missions, ministry, and industry. We got a whole group of people in the conference room today riding shotgun with us. As always, the director of music here at Times Square Church, Greg Thomas. Greg, great to have you with us. Good to be here. Right off to my left, a worship leader extraordinaire. <laughs> The voice here at Times Square Church, Vicki Griffith. Great to have you with us, Vicki. Good to be here, Derek. We got Michelle Margiata. She's a big old vessel around here, too. Great Did to you have just you. say old? I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that old, all right? I said big, too, but you're, yeah, not, yeah. you're neither. Okay, but it's good it's to have you. It's great to be here. <laughs> and an old friend of TSC Music. I said old again. I'm sorry. But he's a good friend of TSC Music, Times Square Church, and just a good friend of mine, good brother. David Ham. Hey, What's Dave. up, Derek? All right. Cost of living, actually. Oh, all right. <laughs> we've got <laughs> we got Jessica Carrasco, the project manager over there. She's manning the laptop, and she's monitoring Twitter. And the social network guru extraordinaire over there, Sheba Joseph. And she's following the Facebook trail. So that means if you guys are on Facebook and Twitter, you're invited to join the family. And over there, controlling the control board. Harry Vaughn. So it's all in the family here, and we're going to have a really good time cutting up a lot of subjects. It is an open forum. It is jambalaya, a potluck, gumbo, if you will, (laughs) (laughs) a mixture of sorts, as we cut up a number of subjects that we kind of tossed around in the music department. And the premise, the foundation, the basis for our conversation comes from the Word of God, of course. The scripture is John 4.23. But the hour cometh, and now is, when the true worshiper shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Good foundation. Do we all agree? Absolutely. Amen. Let's start off light, though. Let's start off with a question that was posted on Facebook. Just to kind of lighten things up a little bit, the question that was posted is what exactly do you like about the gospel artist or Christian artist that you have in your iPod? What exactly do you like about them? We had a plethora of answers here. Um, let's take the tweets first because the tweets are kind of short. One from Rebecca, the, she says, the TSC Christmas CD is one of her favorites. 
because it makes any day feel like Christmas, All just right. as it should be. Mm-hmm. All right. That's, That's a good start. Yeah, okay, for the TSC <laughs> Music Department. On the Facebook side, we've got a number of responses. Orlando believes that the best songs come from Scripture. Uh, he likes Matt Redman, Blessed Be Your Name. He even puts a scripture right next to it, Job one twenty one. He also likes Chris Tomlin, Holy is the Lord. Uh, scripture there is Isaiah 6.3. Jason Upton, Freedom Reigns. And um, those are just a few of his favorites. Big votes for Fred Hammond. Oh, man. Yeah, it's like everybody and his mother put Fred Hammond here, including somebody that you know there, Greg Thomas. we got Erica Thomas saying, I think I may have mentioned this before, but Fred Hammond is at the top of my music list after... Greg Thomas. So she did give oh, you she your... Had to say. <laughs> <laughs> Fred's music has been an integral part of my life since I was a teenager. And she goes all the way back to commissioned, you know, back to the days when... And a lot of people don't know I that. Did. Yeah. When, Do you remember Fred, Fred Hammond? Hammond? part of the group. Sure. Yeah. That's, and, I mean, and so many others. Yeah, that's when he got his start. Staten. Um, Keith Staten. Mm-hmm. Right. What uh, about Mark, you guys? Marvin Zapp. Okay. Marvin okay. Zapp. Yeah. They were okay. all part of the same group. Yep. Okay. What about you guys? What do you like about your favorite Christian artists? I, I used to have favorites, but now there's so many people that I like. You don't have favorites anymore? I don't have any favorites anymore. No, I, I can't say that I do. Honestly. Why not? Because there's so many out there. There's so much music out there. Okay. Um, yeah. uh, but nobody uh, just hits home for you? Well, if I, if, I had to, in my tra- if I had to go back to my tradition, I would say, you know, the late Walter Hawkins. Mm. Okay. Um, you know. Andre Crouch. Nice. Uh, some early, early uh, James Cleveland, you know. Those wow. are some of your, your okay. big gospel ones. But, uh, mm-hmm. and then, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Keith Pringle, you know, yeah. the, and some of the others. Wow, see, so, that's a name I haven't heard in a long yeah, time. Keith Pringle. Yeah. What about those old artists do you like, though? Well, I think, I think gospel music in particular then was, had a purity to it in it that, uh, and I can't say that it doesn't exist today, but it had, had a purity to it. That when you heard it, you knew it was gospel music. There was just no question about it. I don't mean just, I mean, musically, it was gospel. The message, it was just the gospel, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that doesn't mean that, you know, there weren't any songs that were hand clappers and, you know, that, you know, were borderline in their message in terms of being inspirational. But there was a day when you could play gospel music, remove the lyrics, and you just knew it was gospel music. <laughs> you know, today, if you mute some of the, the lyrics or the vocals in some of these songs, you don't know what you listen to anymore. Sure. You might as well just, you could just cut a rug. Well, I guess that's a church term, isn't it? Maybe. What is cutting do? a rug a church term? I don't know. I don't know. cut a jig? What do you say? But you, you can mute the lyrics, and it's just like you might as well just be dancing to your favorite, you know, dance group. Understood. <laughs> yeah. We're going to address that a little later in the podcast. What about you, David? Um, well, I might be the oddball here, but uh, well, we, we I, already I, know that. Go, I, go, yeah. carry on. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a lot of gospel hip hop in rotation right now on no my kidding. iPod. So okay, like um, who? Um, I'm a big fan of of what Reach Records is doing right now. Okay, um, out of Atlanta and uh, Tadashi, so, Tadashi, Lecrae, Show Baraka, <laughs> Trip Lee. Okay, and uh, 
I'm just loving them brothers right now. Sure. And of course, they're new artists who I manage personally. And Andy Minio. C. Like Minio. Let's go, Jerry. <laughs> I know what you got in rotation too, brother. <laughs> Indeed. Andy's a great hip-hop artist. Yeah. Uh, Christian hip-hop artist. Really comes from the heart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I love these brothers too because um, their um, their music is is just biblically solid. Um um, and you, you you listen to them lyrically and you know that these brothers are in the word okay. um, and, and the content is just right on. Um, and it's it's all Jesus. These, these dudes are just so solid and so clear in their message. Um, and they're not trying to hide it at all, but it's all centered on Christ. But, you know, gospel hip hop is contradictory to what Greg just said. I don't think so. Now, if you take out the lyrics, you may not know what it is. Well, in terms of the, the music style, yeah. Exactly. The genre. The style. That genre. I think the message is just as important. And, and we're it's talking got a place. about the lyrics. You know, you're not going to hear, you're not going to hear, you know, uh, you know, Christian hip hop, you know, in most of your Sunday morning circles. Okay. You know, so it's got a place, it, but it's also got a place where I can take a James Cleveland song and do it and it wouldn't be as effective to right. the same group. Right. So it's got a place. I think we'll we all. We'll talk about that. Yeah. We'll talk yeah. about it. I just wanted to stir the pot a little bit. You stirred it. Oh, you stirred <laughs> it. <Yeah. laughs> Oh, it's gumbo. It's jambalaya here. <laughs> what about you, Michelle Marciata? Okay, let's see. I like speaking about old time artists, Stephen Curtis Chapman. Okay. Uh, Mercy Me is one of my favorite it's weird bands. To call Stephen Curtis Chapman old time, right? Because right? he's like he's cranking still, him out. Still. He's still cranking him out, but I like his older stuff. Oh, his yeah. older stuff is just yeah, yeah. just amazing. But well, what do you like about him so? Uh, he's, he's just very, very creative and he's got a way of saying truth and saying the word, word of God. Just so, I mean, it speaks for itself, the word of God, but the way he brings it across is just so, I think so effective. Uh, mercy me. I love, uh, some of the new artists, Matthew West, I think it is. Um, and Brandon Heath actually. Really? I like, I like, oh, you got a one. twinkle in your eye when you say his name. What about Brandon Heath? Do you like? <laughs> I'm a big lyric person. I, I just like, I like the music, mm-hmm. the combination of the style of music that he plays, yeah. but also the way he's, his lyrics, the content of his lyrics are just so, I think, beautiful, effective, really? and simple. Really? And catchy, and I like okay. it. Yeah. Okay. Vicki Griffin. Mm-hmm. You got any favorites? Um, I like a lot. I guess musically, I like a lot of different styles of music um i grew up though listening to gospel like out of the gospel pearl and not everybody knows what the gospel pearl is and the baptist standard hymnal and um just grew up singing like songs by the caravans and clara ward and the Martin Singers, because those were the, She is way... I'm taking it back. I'm taking it very back. And Greg is older <laughs> than me. Stuff. I don't know why he didn't go back Yeah, this there. is like the foundational but, um, stuff she loves. Yeah, okay. But I'm just saying. But why Why? Why such the? Why do you like the foundational stuff? So? I like it because it was, it was just what... It was what I grew up on. It was what I grew up hearing. I had an understanding of... of my relationship with God that um, in those songs we heard, heard that everything wasn't always going to be peachy mm-hmm. and, and great, that there were difficult times, even in our Christian walk, mm-hmm. but that God would see us through, that you- Christ was always present. He was always there, you know. Um, and some of them now, you know, people may not feel that they're like 
sound, you know, or whatever. You know, there were songs like, you know, there's always someone talking about me. Really, I don't mind. You know, you know, they try to stop and block my progress most, most of, the of the time. The mean things they say don't, don't make me feel, feel bad. bad. How can I lose a friend I never had? I got Jesus, Jesus. and that's <laughs> enough. You know, and so, <laughs> now, I mean, that might be a little blunt to the point, but I mean, that's just what it was okay. back then um you know songs like god is still on the on the throne yeah. you know oh he specializes within your god specializes wow and he will do I with no like other power can do look at, look at david and michelle are looking at them like well i know where you came from you came from the baptist church <laughs> but you know what it is i think what's so awesome about it is that you know those some of these songs that she just mentioned uh-huh. um you know, back then it was okay to record with an out-of-tune piano, and nobody cared. Mm-hmm. You know, your piano could be out of mm-hmm. tune, your guitar was almost tuned, you know. And and it was content. It was really all about content and relationship. And that's not to say that that's not what it's about today. I mean, Stephen Curtis Chapman has a song about song out now. Um, help me get the title, Michelle. Uh, uh, he talks everything? about, yes, and everything? he talks about, you know, you may be... Picking up Cheerios from the floor. Picking up Cheerios, right. He goes through this whole parenting thing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You but know, that's kind of real. But doing unto the glory. And it's so real. Yeah. It is just so. And I think sometimes we fail to realize that the you, the gospel, you know, when Jesus preached the gospel, whenever Jesus preached, he is a gospel, uh, it was always, he was always relating to people. And mm-hmm. I think sometimes in our songs, we fail to realize that the gospel is supposed to relate to people where they are, meet yeah. them where they are, reach them where they are. And then ultimately just say, well, where you are, you know, you, you, this may be your season for where you are. And I hate to be cliche, but that, this may be your season for where you are. But but God is bigger than that season. He's bigger than that space. He's bigger than that time. Mm-hmm. And even where you are, he's got a purpose for that. Okay. You know? Okay. And, and so it, it it's it's inspirational. It's, it's edifying. Uh, but it reminds people that at the end of the, end of the day, uh, it really is about him. It's about life in him, mm-hmm. and it's a, it, it's him that makes picking up Cheerios, you know, after the children, which are a blessing, you know, and then a lot of times we forget. We just concentrate on the Cheerios, but the blessing is the children. Children are a blessing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think it's it's deeper than just, uh, you know, that the, the strumming of the chords and the stringing of the, you know, the progressions. It's a lot deeper than that. Hallelujah. When peace like a river attendeth my way
The commonality between the old and the new material, especially the two that you just mentioned, are just real-life issues. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Are we lacking that at all with some of the newer stuff that we're getting? Yes. The content is, like, sometimes just just not relevant to just issues and struggles that people are going through. And so, you know, you're getting some of these songs that that are, like, you know— you know, I'm a hero. You got to be a hero. I'm a hero. Yeah, I'm a hero. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like voicing that I'm a hero. It's voicing that, you know, you can't fall down. You know, you got to stand up, got to stand up, right. you know. And what, 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 yeah, some people just can't stand up, yeah. you know. It's, <laughs> and right. Good point. Let's go back to Facebook. We got Ivory McDonald. She's a good friend of TSC Music. She was on Music with a Mission. If you want to check the archive, check out her podcast. She says, I've been getting into Hillsong music and other artists like that that produce mainly praise and worship songs. I've really been enjoying them, she says. When I'm having devotions, I like to put it on. She says, it's just easier to enter in when listening to music like that because my attention is not drawn to the fanciness of the music or vocalist. But my attention is on Christ, worshiping him, adoring him. What do you guys think about Hillsong? I think there's great songs, and I think there's some effective songs, and then there's some, you could tell it's just industry-friendly songs, you know? Mm. And that's with any, I think that's with any artist. You know, you're going to find songs that are good and songs that are, you know, are not so good. But then, and that is largely based on the listener. You know, the song that I like, you know, the next person may not like. To me, I I, I want to get beyond the music. Okay. Um, and and you, so you want diversity is what you're saying. I like the diversity. Sometimes uh, the music can be a distraction. Mm. Or, or I think music takes the message, you know. Uh, uh, does that make sense? I don't know what I'm trying to say right now. No, no, no. No, actually, <laughs> it makes good this. sense. <laughs> what, we're, what we're going to do, though, is we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to find out... Why that is? Why the fluff in music? Does the industry have something to do with that? Is it industry versus ministry? Tell you what, we got a whole panel of family here, but we're going to just tackle that subject when Music with a Mission continues. God is incredible. God is with you. God is aware of your struggle. God is ready to forgive. God is powerful. God is your friend. God is a good listener. God is for you. God is willing to God help. God is and always will God be. God is able to God protect. Is God good. is power to change. God is Jesus. God is here. God now. is the one who loves you. God is merciful. God is a husband to the widow. God is the one with your answer. God is there when no one else is. TSC Music Radio. Where God is. This is Carter Conlon from Times Square Church in New York City. The Bible tells a story of a ship at sea. Now, this ship was caught in a sudden and a very severe storm. The passengers and crew attempted to bail themselves out, but when they realized that their best efforts could not save them, they panicked. At that point, they began to throw everything of former value overboard. They threw away the things that mattered most and then became overwhelmed by both fear and despair. There was a man on that ship who chose to talk to God. His name was Paul. And in the middle of a violent storm, he found peace. His peace was so great that he was able to bring hope and direction to others also. Are you feeling overwhelmed? Why not talk to God? It's time to pray. Find a prayer meeting in your area, visit nycprayer.org. TSC Music Radio's Music with a Mission, and we are back. This is our open forum. It's a jambalaya gumbo mixture of all kinds of stuff we were chopping up here. Uh, during the break, David had a real interesting point concerning some of the music that we were talking about. You're saying there, David said there was a cultural movement 
Yeah, just as we were talking about just the, the different worship styles that we find in church, um, there's a cultural movement that is that is happening with, um, you know, when you listen to the Hillsong style, the Jesus culture style, Kim Walker, mm-hmm. um, who's one of my favorites, too, Mine's- and, and in, my, in rotation on my iPod. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's this um, real simplicity and sound and music arrangement, you know. Anything uh, wrong with that? No, not at all. And I think it's just simply where today's youth culture is going, um, where, again, some of us coming from strong black gospel backgrounds, the, the arrangements are much bigger, uh, a lot more to progression in the music, um, and a lot more instrumentation, too, that's happening. Mm-hmm. But with this culture today, it's almost guitar you know, bass, keys, real basic stuff. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. Not even a lot of, um, not even a lot of vocal play either. Like, okay. Just real. There's no riffing. There's there's no vibrato really. It's just this straight note that just laid out. So I was just saying, like you know, as I've had the opportunity to work with a lot of different churches throughout the tri-state, I'm now going into these churches and to youth services, and the bands are are catering to that that style of, of worship music. And it's so interesting too, cause we're talking about inner city churches. Right. So you like got these churches with hundreds of teenagers, you know, looking like they should all be listening to rap music or something with their sure. fitted caps and mm-hmm. just the whole swagger and style of clothes that they're wearing. And next, you know, it's like hands raised to a, like a, you know, a Kim Walker cover song that's mm-hmm. being played. You know? I've, I've heard it said that gospel music, they're looking for a performance. They're looking for your soul. Or a singer to bear their soul, but CCM is more about content. Is that accurate? I think that one is one perception, uh, and I think it might be a little slanted because I think that is that would say that gospel music is not about reaching souls. <laughs> okay, and you that's know, not and, CC, and CCM is. Okay, uh, I think some of the contributors to that um, has been the industry, the church, or the body of Christ has not been strong in, in, in steering and directing what music ministry is. Well, let's talk about industry versus ministry. Just before the break, we were talking about fluff gospel and gospel that really touches the soul and spirit. Do you think industry has something to do with that? I think we got to be careful because uh, Greg was actually saying this before, earlier that we don't have the industry tell us what the standard of what worship should be like. Uh, For instance, you know, there's a young adult church right out, right five minutes from where I live. Mm -hmm. My my brother and sister go there and Mm -hmm. it's, it's a great church relative. But uh, when you talk about industry, it's their worship service. It's like no different than playing a CD, um, you know, as the worship service. It's like, there's every guitar line, uh, every solo, every keyboard part is in place. Everything is so rehearsed to where it actually sounds like a CD. And a lot of worship leaders and musicians would say, hey, that's great. You know, but it, it's almost like it seems like there uh, we have to be careful because there's some churches out there that think that that's the way worship should sound or worship should be like. A standard for worship. Standard, yeah. And right. it's to me it's it becomes cold and too produced. Mm. I think there's some great aspects we can incorporate our excellence in worship. Okay. And I think that's important. Mm-hmm. But I think we gotta be careful that it doesn't become this cookie cutter 
mm-hmm. uh, industry standard worship mm-hmm. where there, there needs to be freedom. There needs to be the leading of the Holy Spirit in, in that. If that makes any sense. Yeah. I mean, I mean you, you can talk about this type of stuff like all day, um, especially if you start to break down like what each side looks like or is there even should there even be a side you know like that's a good question you know so that that's the challenge but like but looking at the music industry it is a business Mm -hmm. um and so on so that's another thing too so the music industry is looking at things on a business side too in terms of they're looking to sell records we gotta sell we gotta sell records as the case and, and and the business side of things they'll look they'll say to us look if we want to make this Christian music available to the world, then we've got to take care of business in a professional way. So here's what needs to happen. Here's what the sound, here's what needs to happen in sound. Here's what needs to happen artistically. And then that's a, like a big one, too, is like the, the discussions between God and art. Hmm. Is God and art divided or should they be unified? Yeah, we had a big conversation about that with Sam Centron. He was on Music with a Mission. We were kind of dividing up performance versus ministry and yeah mm-hmm. and then there was a really interesting facebook comment that said it's not performance versus ministry it's performance ministry versus pretending mm. i'm not too clear on what they meant by performance ministry versus pretending are they words, saying someone who doesn't have a relationship at all with Christ that's not in touch at all with the music that they're singing about pretending to no no David said David said he said art right and ministry and we were talking in that podcast we were talking about art and ministry and ministry and art and and how we even in ministry we're performing to a certain extent Mm -hmm. but then the Facebook comment that we got which happened to come from a very familiar face well it's not ministry versus performing it's ministry performing versus pretending i think you can look at a a singer that's talented or a musician that's talented they're very skilled in their art and many people can mistake that with anointing exactly okay and that doesn't mean the person's pretending because you can have a skilled musician that is anointed well they're pretending they have an anointing no but no, I don't think their their motive is to pretend, but I think you can get by and and, you know, most people would think there's, you know, there's anointing there because you're so. Okay. Wow. That was a great run. You right, know, right. Right. <laughs> wow. You know, right. Right. You've, you've got to be able to deliver and relate us all. Um, but you don't go in the mirror. You don't go home in the mirror and practice that. At least I don't. Some people do. Some people do. But I don't go home and practice that. Well, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. You know. You know. Uh, uh, because I think you do cross the line. I think you do get very close to walking the very thin line uh, of now crafting your ministry. Okay. We just kind of said that industry is responsible for a lot of the fluff that we listen to. Mm. What do we do about that? Well, I think it goes back to a little bit of what Greg said too about you know it's it's the church, it's 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 our it's our leadership um, that I think also needs to be responsible and um, and playing a major part in what's happening with gospel music and how it's being shaped, um, and so I think that I have hard times me personally. This is my opinion, but 
I don't like to divide the two between mm-hmm. industry and ministry. I believe that they should be unified, and I believe each is an, it should be an act of worship. So, so if I'm drafting up a contract as an executive producer to um, for an artist, me working on that contract is just as much as an act of worship as the artist stepping on stage on the microphone and singing that song. It should be pure and honorable That's and it. true and okay. And but we've do we see that? No, we don't because we've. It's been a struggle, and it's been, um, you know, a lot of people haven't been at peace about it for for many years, I think, because we're constantly trying to figure out how to make that balance. Is there priority? Should we have a divide? And I don't think there needs to be a divide if, again, if we're looking at everything to say, no, this this is all for the glory of God. You know, I I think in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, I believe, Paul said, whether you eat and whether you drink, do all to the, to glory, the glory, of glory of God. Sure. As I said, we're, we're not seeing that. And I think it's all about money, right? I oh. mean, because I've heard just as many horror stories in the gospel music industry as I've heard in secular music. Oh, it gets bad. People who have gotten beat, you know what I mean, by well, and industry people who executives. Have run after the industry carrot. Oh, okay. So they have okay. changed their entire message. They have changed their entire presentation hmm. because the industry said, well, that doesn't sell. So they've kind of opened so you them change up. your style. You change your message. So what you're saying is if you don't stand your ground, you're kind of opening yourself up to being taken. If you don't have a ground mm-hmm. to stand on, absolutely. Exactly. And a lot don't have a And that's why you got to get into this thing without getting into it for industry purposes. Mm. Right. It's got to be, it's got to be, and that's that was the scripture that we read from the top. That's they right. who worship him must worship him in, in spirit and, and in, in truth. truth. That's sure. what the Lord is after. And so he's after those who have a heart for him, a heart of worship. And that's any genre, mm-hmm. hip hop, contemporary Christian, gospel, gospel jazz, or whatever genre you want to come up with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It has to be, at the end of the day, for the purpose of winning souls. And if it's anything other than that, then you will chase the money. You will change your hair. You will change your lifestyle. Right. You will move to whatever city they tell you to move to. You'll record in whatever studio they tell you to record to. Why? Because they just issued you a $20,000 bonus. Which you're going to have to and pay back already, anyway. But you already, no, you don't. You don't. You've already but, spent that money, and they're going to recoup it. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. You're going to have to pay back anyway. Right. But, you know. but my, 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 so, so what you're saying, too, is, is that if your motives are wrong, there's a good chance you're going to fail. There's a good chance you're not. No, you could succeed with bad motives. <laughs> but there's a good chance you will not be, you will not perpetuate this gospel. And the other You can thing, succeed with bad motives? Absolutely. People do it all the time. Oh, yeah. People do it all the time. Jay-Z, People. Kanye West. No, no, I'm talking about the in the Christian night. music. Whoa. I'm talking about Christian music. Absolutely. Yes. Oh, it's a yes. season of success because even God wants to minister to you. I almost said So something. he puts you in places and allows us to, listen, I mean. Okay, so they're successful for a season. For a season. Okay, and then the Lord just then calls just an end to that. Cover I get that. it. Okay. All right. What about what are you going to say? I mean, it takes it back to the original question where you were talking about uh, performance ministry and pretending. And yeah. if you, anytime someone, okay, when you get up to, if if an artist or whomever gets up to sing a song, you know, what is, what is the motivation behind you singing this song? Is the motivation Christ? Is Christ the center of your motivation mm-hmm. for singing this song? Are you um, singing this song to, to minister to Christ before you minister to people? You know, are you singing it as a ministry to Christ 
or are you singing it because you can sing mm-hmm. and you know that people are impressed with what you do, you know, is what is your motivation? And I think that's the difference between whether, um, you know, whether you're worshiping God in spirit and truth or whether you're just a singer or another artist, you know, like a friend of mine, we got into a big discussion about this. He said, you know, I just wish people would stop saying that they're gospel artists and just say, I'm an artist because, you know, it's like everybody can just flip and change, you know, at the drop of a hat, Mm -hmm. you know, one day they're going in one direction and the next day it's like, they're going in a whole nother direction. And I'm when I'm saying that, I'm not saying that, you know, your musical style should never change or anything like that. But the the main focus of your music, there are some artists who are constant, you know, that no matter how many CDs they have, when I listen to their CDs, this message is still there. The cross is still there. Christ is still there. That has never changed in all of their years of doing ministry. Mm-hmm. And then I have other artists who... Where when I started out listening to them, I I really liked them, you know, and, and and the content of their songs were really good. Now I'm I'm struggling to find Jesus. I'm struggling to find the cross. You know, everything in the song is about. It's more like motivational or inspirational music, in opposed to the gospel, okay, and opposed to Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, and opposed to the cross, mm-hmm. and opposed to the blood. You know, mm-hmm. like it's like. Motivational, like, you know, you can be, and, and it seems like uh, so many different CD projects are kind of cut into a certain mold. You have to have a I Believe song. You have to have a kind of lollipop, like, da, 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 you know, and then you have this one song about um, I can be whoever I want to be, whatever I set my mind to do, just go for it, go there, do this, do that, you know, like, mm-hmm. but when I look at, say, maybe five different CDs, and they all have that one type of song in each CD, mm-hmm. you know, they spend three or four tracks with right. those types of songs and then they have, you know, something else. So okay. something that, you know, I just feel like when, when, when you're centered on Christ that, you know, you don't have that wavering. You don't have that big <clears throat> shift and change. When you get up to sing, you're, you're ministering. You're ministering to Christ first, yeah. you know, and there's no pretending in that. You know, that's real. You know, that's the realest relationship that you're going to have. Period. Understood. Understood. You know, so it's just, you know, where 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 are they focused? And if, if that's not your focus, then like Greg was saying, then you will follow that carrot because you really are, It's it's really about you. And it's about success and it's about having fame and making a name for yourself. It's not really about Christ. You know, that's, there's a difference. Why should I be bound with the troubles of this world? Why should I be tossed? With the temptations of life, why should I be afraid of the enemy? Or be tossed with the wind? Though the mountains seem high and the valleys low. Precious Savior, 
We had this question and posed this question to the joint APC-YPC choirs and wanted to ask you, too, there are a number of different choirs right here at Times Square Church, and a number of ministries have a lot of different choirs and a lot of different services catering to different people. Do we need all of those choirs and different worship services? That sounds like a question for David. Oh, <laughs> oh man. I mean, do we need all of that? Do we need a youth choir? Do we need a, a traditional choir, an adult praise choir? Do we need a kids choir? Do we need worship services catering specifically to one group or genre of people? I mean, there's going to be a lot of pastors listening to this, so guard yourself, yeah. my brother. Wow. No. Do we need that? <laughs> oh, man. Um, I mean, especially if, if the message is the same. I mean, do we need all that? Yeah, well. You know, we, no, we really don't. <laughs> I think um, we, we really don't question mark. <laughs> well, after Greg just gave me a heads up on a few things here. No, I'm like, uh, go ahead, no but I, I think, um, you know what? It goes back to motive again. Too, okay. I think. And, and what's the intention? So, um, you know, I'm, I grew up in Virginia um, around a lot of choirs. All right. Everybody got a choir. You know, there was like the baby's choir, too. Like, if we could just get them just to stand up, there was the toddler's choir. I mean, everybody had a choir for something. Yeah. And, and and over the years, I saw healthy motives um, to reach either an age group uh, or a cultural group. Um, and wanting, again, just to be real and to be relevant. Um, and then through the years, I've seen choirs just because they just want to put on a good show. Um, and it's, uh, it's just, I've been in some settings where it's just been an overload of, of just entertainment. Mm. Um, I, I really appreciate my home church here, Times Square church. I, I believe, and I'm, and it's not because Greg's sitting right across from me right now, <laughs> but as a church that is just continually growing and there's a lot of people here, I believe there has been a true, genuine, uh, really example of choirs that have right purpose and right motive to reach different people that are of different ages. Um, and that's really been, I, I think if, if I'm, if I'm looking at it and I'm not in the inside of things, but we just, we got a lot of folks up in this church. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the intent is to minister to them, their heart um, and their soul and present Jesus Christ. And so, and so you'll see, you'll see the music. You'll see a few different styles of music too. Depending on what choir it is, what sure. choir it is now, sure. I, but I, you know, looking down again at some of the other choirs that I've seen, I mean, again, there, there's the entertainment thing that I think we're, we're dealing with right now today with with choirs as they become bigger and stronger, and 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 music directors are are, are thinking through things artistically more and more. I mean. You got to see some of these robes out here, man. They, they they got like the apple green going on and, and fluorescent pink and purple and, and like like all types of like little shimmies and shinies that are going on all in the robes. And they dipping and rocking and dropping it low, dropping it like this and that, like that all over stage. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. For me personally, I'm just saying me personally, I, um, I can't find Jesus in all, and all of that. Sometimes. Sure. You can't find Jesus in the sequence, right? <laughs> I get it. Yeah. <laughs> what about it, Vicky? I think also it gives um, each, uh, you know, in the church you do have all different age groups and and everybody can be interested in maybe being a part of the choir, but maybe everybody is not at 
that level. You know, like kids are not going to be able. We don't have to have a whole bunch of different quiets, but it gives everybody an opportunity who has a desire to sing or who has a, a talent, you know, mm-hmm. to sing to be able to plug in to one of these choirs. So, you know, a little kid is not going to be able to sing with the adult choir. So you have a children's choir where we can, you know, you can nurture and cultivate these young people so that eventually if they do decide they want to go into, say, the youth choir or the adult or even when they're older, the senior choir. Understood. You you know, they can do that. So What what about community choirs? Where do community choirs come from? Mm. Uh, Greg? (laughs) (laughs) my uh and i've 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 looked at this what's the concept the 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 original first of all david hit on something that i need to go back to and i think it'll springboard right into the whole community choir thing Mm -hmm. you know in in ezekiel 28 uh around the 13th verse you know scripture uh, likens this king unto lucifer you know Mm -hmm. thou hadst been in the garden of eden you've Mm -hmm. And upon you was every precious stone, the jasper, the onyx, the ruby, the pearl, uh, and so forth and so on. And that he was arrayed and fine, you know, dressed. And, and that this, and the, and the scripture says, that the, Lord, the Lord says, and I have adorned thee so. Mm. Uh, and we, from study, know that Lucifer, uh, prior to being kicked out of heaven, was, was, a, was a chief angel, mm. was, was a worshiper. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you look at that passage of scripture, you you notice how well dressed he was, how adorned he was. Mm-hmm. Uh, he looked well, you know. He got all the attention. He stood out in front of the people, and it's really the same spirit I've known as over the years that we've wrestled with. It's that same Lucifer spirit that eventually will say, uh, "I'm going to raise my my throne above the throne of God or above the stars of God, mm-hmm. and I'll be like God." Because what that says is 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 that I want the glory, and if you look at some of these. Uh, well, a lot of the choirs and groups that we uh, uh, see today on YouTube and, and some of the other places, the the flamboyance mm. in a lot of them. You know, robes are one thing, and that's fine. I mean, I grew up seeing robes. I grew up at the church where every year the choir got a new robe. Mm-hmm. It was choir anniversary, mm-hmm. and they got a new robe. And, they, and I've seen fights over the kind of robe that they would settle on. And I'm not exaggerating. So you where's know, the Lord in that? You know, you, know I mean? yeah. you know, and so a lot of attention on looking good, you know, not necessarily presenting God with anything. Right. And so it's really that Lucifer spirit that desires to be seen, heard, and ultimately receive receive the glory. And I think mm-hmm. that's where a lot of that choir robe mentality, and I'm not against choir robes, you know, don't get me wrong, but the flashier they get and the more attention they draw away from the message is the, is the more we begin to put the messenger in front of the message. Understood. And so now it becomes about us. We look good, you know, now we've rehearsed well, we mm-hmm. sound good, mm-hmm. you know, uh, but then the heart never gets dressed. It never gets touched. Okay. You know, okay. now this whole community choir thing, yeah. as far as I can uh, remember, and I started very early in this, is that the early community choir, some of them were legitimately based, but were started from a disgruntled choir member. <laughs> Really? Some guy who was in the choir or some woman who was in the choir they of the church. kind of branched off and formed their own choir. Kind of branched choir. out and decided to do their own thing. Community-based. You know, I'll get multiple churches. Or I'll I get see. people from the from Christians from the community sure. to come together mm-hmm. and we'll go sing. And so, then, now, and, so what? What, you have a bunch of disgruntled choir members Well, they're not all choir? disgruntled. You know, they're all looking for something else to do. You I know, see. another okay. platform to showcase their their skill, their okay. talent. And, uh, and so these community choirs, a lot of them, 
uh, then began to branch off and start doing their own thing. And now you got the community choir circuit, mm-hmm. and there's a whole circuit of them where they fellowship and they run together. There's the, uh, and when I say run together, you'll usually see them at the same concerts. They're not friends because there's a spirit of competition that yeah. really is under underneath all of that mm-hmm. uh where they uh you know will will be at the local church you know and i've got you know vicky can tell you we, we've been to some of these services where they'll go they'll start at six o'clock or seven o'clock on the Saturday, everyone run all night yeah and wow. then choirs yeah. after choirs after choirs after yeah. choirs after choirs and it's all competition because the next one is trying to outshine the wait, next wait, one wait wait don't steal the thunder okay <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna take a break right here oh, whoa holds him down <laughs> We're going to take a break. We're going to address the competition issue. Uh, We're going to talk about, is there a need for competition? Uh, American Idol-type shows amongst Christians. The Music with the Missions Open Forum continues. Don't go Efforts to reach out to those in need in Haiti continues. On call, Medicine with a Mission is hosting an online vitamin drive for Haiti. All donated vitamins will be sent to Haiti with the monthly on-call medical teams. If you're interested in sending vitamins with a team, please visit walmart.com. You can click on Registry, followed by Wishlist. It will ask you for your first and last name. For your first name, enter Times Square Church. For last name, enter on call. Thank you for your support. TSC, Music Radio, where God is. Music with a Mission, I'm Derek Davis, and we are back. It's an open forum, a jambalaya, a mixture, a potluck of issues that we're cutting up and stirring up the pot here. And if you want to be a part of the conversation, please do. Your family, too. We've got Facebook and Twitter, where we are monitoring your comments and your thoughts, and we want to hear them. So uh, please log in. Jess and Sheba are working hard. All right? Okay. Now, before the break, we were talking a bit about community choirs, and during the break, Vicki, you were telling me you had a thought on that. Yeah. Um, I know, like, a lot of times we, like, especially with young people, yeah. um, if there are not uh, things going on within their own churches, no. You know, sometimes, I mean, young people want to be active. They want to be involved. And sometimes these community choirs are appealing. So you, you know? think a lot of people just are looking for a little more? Some people are looking for an outlet, you know, something more to do, you know, especially young people. Right, so now you've got people wounded from the community choir because of what's going on in there. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, but it, it, needs, to be, uh, it needs to be shepherded. Okay. There needs to be someone there that is speaking you know a word other than just the people who are over it needs to be um covered okay that's 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 important to me that's important because when you don't have that you just have like a whole lot of stuff sure can be going on sure and people making their own rules deciding okay well this is okay that's not okay and okay well we'll keep you but we won't keep you Mm -hmm. you know things like that you know no you know, that's the danger of it. I okay. Think. Oh, a lot of drama. Drama. <laughs> well, I've seen yeah. some drama. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think the other the other key about that is, key to that is, not only have there not, many of them not been shepherd, but then many of them had no purpose. Okay. Because they yeah. sang to each other. Yeah. Ah. This community choir 
performance before this community choir. Yeah. There was no mission there. There was no ministry going on other than we're singing together. But we're not. They weren't. They weren't out on the street. They weren't. You know, feeding the poor right. or the hungry. You know right. what I mean. So there was just singing to each other, Activity. but then no real purpose. ministry, mm-hmm. sure. no I purpose. Understand. I understand. Which brings me to the competition issue, a hot button topic, competition within. So what is the purpose of competition? My question exactly. My, my question. <laughs> I'm answering a question with a question. <laughs> what is the purpose of competition? I mean, you know. we're all in this together. We're we're all supposed to be preaching the birth, life, death, resurrection, and second coming of Jesus Christ. So, oh, we got to get first place. If we get that prize money, we get some new robes. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm saying, I mean, really, when you turn on the television, you've got you've got American Idol type shows that are showcasing Christian music. No very, names. It's a very fine line. With uh, com- is it a fine line or is well, I think you're crossing the line. I mean, personally, I, I don't. I didn't grow up in in that kind of arena where you you were competing for first place or you're trying. You know, I know a lot of churches do it. A lot of they have national, you know competitions and all that but i don't see the purpose in it yeah you you, you were shaking your head from the beginning of the question no 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 yeah but there are some who argue that the competition just sharpens our skills to minister it's called go take some lessons from a professional okay (laughs) that will sharpen your skills okay go sit under the word for a while and learn how to minister understood understood so, I mean, because I've done it. I've done McDonald's Gospel Fest. The first, three, the first three years when it started. Okay. And we did, and, and with three different groups. Did you win? We were in the finals every, all three oh, years. So is this another example of industry infiltrating? I think so. Now, because now industry is hooked up with merchandising and corporation. And sure. now it's all about name sharing and right. radio sharing and space sure. sharing and whole bit. And uh, yeah, and then again, there's the industry dang- the dangling the carrot. If mm-hmm. you win, not only do you get five thousand dollars, you get a you get recording contract. contract. Sure. We'll put you in the studio, and mm-hmm. yada yada yada. And now you're in this big rush to write a song that ministers to nobody, mm. because it wasn't ministry to begin with. <laughs> you know, when people just feel that like everything, everything that happens, whether they have to change their whole image, whether whatever. All things that happen, like this is God, you know, like this God opened this door. God, even if you competed to get it, you know, mm-hmm. but this is a door that God opened. If they win, well, I'm just so grateful that God opened the door for me. And and now I can do this, 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 this. Right. Or I got this re- award or I got this record deal, you know, God opened, you know, like. I, I think that's I just, so, I think it's borderline because, you know, if we, if we. Because out of the same mouth, we'll say, you know, your gift will make room for you. Right. You know, um, and I, I think it's necessary for us to take the gospel to the ends of the world and and, um, and take it to the highways and the byways into the trenches, if you will. Mm-hmm. But when it produces, when it puts brother and sister against brother and sister, when it puts you against me and your group against my group, there's no glory in that. In that. But opinion. I don't feel like I'm against your group. But we're competing. No, we're and not I'm competing. To, but I'm trying to get the award that you're trying to get. I'm not trying to get it. I'm just selling my record. 
I'm just selling no, but my I'm, but I'm but you're in the same competition, and it's if you right. enter the same competition, that means you are a competitor. And you know what? As much as I am your friend and we're rub nose with you, when I get in the back room with my group, it's on. No, because I'm saying like, I'm talking about competition, by the way. Okay, I'm talking okay. about. He's saying that when you get into a I, back room, his group is saying that's we're right. gonna no, we're gonna I do you in. Absolutely, I understand what he's saying as far as if we were competing against each other. But say for instance, okay, I I. I entered a competition. Okay, I win the competition. So now I have my own record deal. Mm-hmm. I do my own album. And everything, this whole journey, I just feel like this is the Lord. Like, God has opened this door for me. Mm-hmm. Now I have this CD. Now I'm singing on this award show. It's only God. Even if I went on American Idol, God opened this door for me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, I mean, I guess the well, question is, you, can it be God? Can it? Can that be God? Do you really feel like the that's the Lord opening the door, or are you opening the door? I, I think it's. I think it's going to be up to the individual to really know that. When I was when I did McDonald's Gospels for that, I'll be honest with you, I was young. Yeah, I was immature, and I didn't know Jesus. Right. But we were winning every round we got to. We were winning. This ensemble was winning. I just I couldn't believe it. Like we. And we got to the finals, and we got all the way up to Carnegie Hall, and our hopes were all the way up here, and then boom, crashed to the ground. You know, now the whole journey to Carnegie Hall was not about souls. No, the whole journey to Carnegie Hall was about winning. It was about getting that contract, and and really nothing else mattered. Nothing else mattered. So I can't I can't believe that any of that was for the glory of God when there was no altar call. And not that there has to be a traditional altar call, you know what I mean? But there there was no uh, no follow-up to see if people were actually ministered to. You know what I mean? It was just singing. And then everybody knew that there was five or six judges sitting at a table just like we're sitting and noting, you know, taking notes on our presentation, taking notes on our wardrobe, taking notes on the musicianship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. None of that was ministry. And we knew that. And so I don't think that the, even the journey in, in the competition, in my opinion. Now, if if your goal is not necessarily, uh, I can't say that. But the goal if you're is not competing, how can your See, goal not? That's this is what I'm. This is what I'm saying. Like, if you're competing, how can your goal not be you? It is well, you. How can it? Just well, that's what be he's saying. Right. He's saying it's saying. all about you. It's all about. I think right. I don't think competition is necessarily bad, but I think when you do it in the name of God, I don't know. I don't know if if you if you bring the gospel into it, I think it kind of it's a catch twenty two. I had a friend who uh, I went to school with that was on American Idol, and uh, didn't. I mean, he professed to be a Christian. It was a platform for him and. He's got a, a contract now with Reunion Records, so it's like now he's he went from this competition, this platform, and now he's singing Christian music. Well, if it's if the purpose is to see lives changed, there is no other purpose for ministering the gospel of Jesus Christ. Period. So there's, there's no, no other room purpose. For competition okay. Okay. In, in a so, Christian setting. Well, this is well exactly that's what I'm saying is, is that I, yeah. because competition produces. Not the fruit of the spirit. It produces all the opposite. Mm-hmm. It produces envy. Mm-hmm. It produces pride. Mm-hmm. It produces uh, self-promotion. It produces a, a lack of humility. If you want to, you know, mm-hmm. for, for lack of a better term, mm-hmm. that's what competition competition for Christian artists produces. When I say Christian artists, I'm talking specifically about singers and musicians who enter into 
with groups and compete against other groups for the purpose of winning a prize that is an earthly prize and no other purpose. They don't. There's no goal for seeing souls. I think that that is the antithesis of preaching the gospel. It has been really great having you guys on Music with a Mission as we uh, just ate up this whole pot of gumbo here. Good stuff. Greg Thomas, thank you very much, sir. Vicki Griffin, Michelle Margiata, as always, and my good friend David Ham. Yes, brother. Let's go. Jambalaya. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much. Take joy, my king, in what you hear and let it be a sweet sound in your ear. We sincerely hope and pray that this podcast is a sweet sound in your ear. We also hope you'll join the conversation online because Music with a Mission doesn't end here. Check out TSC Music on Facebook to share your thoughts and get regular updates. Follow us on Twitter at TSC Music Tweet for live tweets during every podcast interview. You can even tweet your questions for our podcast guests by using the hashtag MWMPodcast. And of course, you can always email us at music at timesquarechurch.org or visit the website tscnyc.org slash music. Portions of music in this podcast provided by TSC Music. Produced by the director of TSC Music, Greg Thomas. Mixed and engineered by Harry Vaughn, and I'm the project manager, Jesse Carrasco. Coming up next week on Music with a Mission, Karen Davis joins us to discuss Messianic worship from the land of Israel. And remember, if ever we put the messenger before the message, we have failed to present an unblemished gospel. I'm Derek Davis. Join us next time on Music with a Mission. Music with a Mission.